0: Welcome to my extremely haphazard podcast. Uh, Dissident Dancers, I believe it's called. It's been a little while. I'm going to have an interview with myself today because I wanted to get a few things down about de-schooling money and business. Some of you know that I have moved into this area over the last year, and it's been in response to the very strong feeling I have that there are so many people that are hungry to unschool, but they are still very trapped in the nine to five sort of servitude that um, imperialist capitalism asks of us. So over the last year, I've been supporting mothers mostly to uh, de-school the beliefs they've learned about money and finances and work, uh, to find uh, business that really resonates and chimes with their heart's desires and their uh, great yearning to really thrive and live well while we can on this earth. So I wanted to get quite practical about this. Uh, So I'm going to ramble as if it is a podcast. I'm going to try not to really edit this because I'm loving the sort of raw, convo that happens when I do get together with other people on this podcast I'm going to try and have that energy about this um also uh, I'm doing this because I really want to invite you to a one-off workshop that I'm going to be holding in a week so if you would like to come on this journey with me where you uh See if you have that entrepreneurial energy and you are ready to have a season in your life where you're not just on struggle street, where you feel detached from your potential, but where you feel really supported to thrive and come out from under the burden of all of these kind of horrible beliefs. So, if you're feeling that era is upon you, please do join me at my upcoming class. It's gonna be quite a lot more coherent, but still raw and possibly hilarious. Uh, If you want information about that, you have to go to the comments and uh, put your an email in the form in the comments okay so to begin let us press on with first of all a bit of a definition about de-schooling there are so many amazing definitions for what de-schooling is but i love the very practical question of is my belief about this thing serving me if not is there a better belief that will serve me And that is essentially what de-schooling is. So often, unschoolers will begin by de-schooling learning to look at all of the beliefs they've inherited about learning and begin to untangle them and, and feel into what their heart really says about learning. And that's an amazing place to start. But once you've been unschooling for a little while, you notice that you can ask these big questions of so many things. Things like food, and your body, your purpose, uh, your relationships, your friendships. You can go all the way guys and ask these really big questions. And it took me a long time to apply this de-schooling understanding to money and work because I was very thoroughly embedded in my rock solid belief structure around money, which was money is bad, rich people are evil, um, I'm always going to be poor because poor people are good and noble. And when I say those out loud, maybe for some of you that feels extreme. Uh, maybe for some of you, you're like, oh no, I do not believe that. <laughs> It was kind of shocking for me to realize how extreme my beliefs were. But they they were going back for generations. Uh, so they were really quite deeply held. And so it shouldn't really have been a surprise that I really did struggle to uh, do work that was well paid or, or well uh, remunerated. Um, it shouldn't come as a surprise that we didn't really ever have abundant amounts of money. Anytime that we did have a little bit of extra cash, surprise from somewhere, it immediately went. Uh, We either gave it away or we um, spent it on things or uh, a big catastrophe would happen that would mean all of the money went there. So, you know, it shouldn't really come as a surprise when I had such a, uh, negative relationship with money, but I also had a lot of negative beliefs about work and business too. Um, things like good people don't sell things, uh, good people spend all their time and energy working for charities or working for free, um, a lot of those kinds of ideas, um, that even though I actually was an entrepreneur, um, you know, I've been working for myself since Juno was born when I uh, left my work for a big charity. Uh, so that is 10 years. And even though I was working for myself and I was on the entrepreneurial journey, I couldn't make money or keep money. I wanted to give everything away for free all of the time which meant that i was really spending time away from my family um for free and just in service of others and now i believe that that is uh is a very common thing for women to do for many generations now we have been giving away free labor. We have been holding together our communities and offering endless amounts of labor all for free. It's actually kind of expected. And it's quite a comfort zone for women to drop into that archetype and continue there. Um, But it is a surefire way to eventually reach burnout. And that is why we have many, many women in burnout, many, many women Getting to my age, uh, 40, uh, feeling completely detached from themselves, detached from their passions, uh, quite disempowered, feeling like their whole life has just been sort of laying down uh, all of their desires and their time and energy for other people, which on one hand feels very beautiful, but perhaps it would be more beautiful for women to be... Uh, replenished to be able to stay in service of their communities and the world and their families whilst also having some mutuality also receiving the nourishment love energy and other forms of resources and plenty from very people that they want to serve because that way we can stay in it for a very long time without reaching burnout and i guess this is the first way that my unschooling journey has really impacted my work and my business. And it's in that win, win, win vibe. So school and school fixated society feeds us this myth that life is kind of win a loser. You're either a winner or you're a loser. And, you know, it's kind of a fight for resources and a fight for winning. And one of the first things I ever understood about unschooling was that it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be the parent winning or the child winning. It doesn't have to be the powerful versus the weak. Um, There can be scenarios that are win, win, win. And actually, now that I'm an unschooling parent, my role is to see how I can make us all winners in this family, where needs aren't competing, but where needs can be mutually met. And so I've brought that energy into my work and my business. And now I fit very comfortably in this uh, feeling that I am in service to my community and the mothers that I work with. So it's a win for them because they get my full energy, joyous attention. And it's a win for me too because they give me money that means I can meet the needs of my family and we can go on adventures and live a joyous life. So that's like the first little example of applying a kind of unschooling principle or de-schooling a belief to my money and work situation is that it can be win-win-win. Um... So let me crack on and give a couple of other examples of how I have de-schooled business. Have I just spoken out loud a 14-minute sentence? Was that sentence 14 minutes long? (laughs) I feel like it maybe was. Um, Okay, so that's the idea, right? We're taking our beliefs and we're saying, does this serve me? this doesn't serve me what is a belief that can serve me and I would like you to begin asking that about all of your thoughts all of your inherited beliefs about money about business and about work because if you're like me you want to be free you want to be sovereign you want to run your own days in your own ways but you sure as hell do not wanna be a capitalistic, money hungry, sham of an online marketer uh, who is just kind of scamming everyone. And maybe that's what you think of when you think of the entrepreneurial life. Am I right? So you've got these kind of complicated feelings going on. And I guess if there is a single essence of this ramble, this rant ranty conversation to myself it is to implore you to get underneath these beliefs to see if you can settle on something that means you get to thrive as well so uh here's some examples of what a departure from that image of the Uh, wealthy entrepreneurial kind of life that I had uh, how I've departed from that so school taught me comparison competitiveness uh to that it's yeah dog eat dog kind of world that is some of the heaviness that I inherited from school and school fixated society but instead in my work I embody something That sounds like there is enough for everybody. And the more one person shines, the more we can all shine. That when there are people in my field doing a similar thing, that's better for all of us. Like the more, the merrier. So sometimes I might open up my Instagram and see that there is something very similar to the work I do uh, being offered. And I might get that tiny little pang of, oh no, that means there's not enough to go around. And I, I can identify that that is a belief from school. So I instead take a moment to be like, that's an old belief. My new belief is that the more the merrier and the more of this work, the more supported our movement is. So instead I will love that and I'll write something super encouraging about it Um, You know, really, truly living to my new beliefs that we can all be winners here. That's a little example. So school taught me perfection. School taught me not to experiment, but to get everything exactly right before you dare like raise your head or raise your hand or raise your voice. And I am trying every day in my business to really reject that perfection and instead to embrace uh, imperfection quite aggressively. So I do this uh, really quite defiantly now, so I don't even correct spelling mistakes. I just think, suck it. And uh, that might feel silly, but I like it, okay? (laughs) Uh, Because it used to really impede me. I felt I couldn't put things out there. Uh, it would take me forever to write Instagram posts, and then I'd be constantly editing them, re-editing, re-editing, in order to correct grammar. And uh, then I noticed that that was a uh, masking my neurospicy brain, um, and also really complying with this uh, capitalistic, school-fixated society energy of perfection. So now I'm just like, nah, I'm not even going to correct my grammar. I'm going to just allow myself to be constantly imperfect. And it means experimenting. Like, for goodness sake, what is this even? This is a big random ramble. But I felt like doing this today. And it's a little bit of an experiment to see if I can do a podcast all by my lonesome self. (laughs) and it's very imperfect. You know, the zoom screen is right there. It doesn't look nice because I do have my nice camera, but um, the sim card is filled with very ancient videos and I can't bring myself to delete them. So instead, I'm doing this very imperfect version. But while I do that, I'm proud of myself. (laughs) I'm proud of myself for defying the perfectionism that has been kind of required of me for a lot of my life okay a third example school taught me a very rigid linear method of learning and growth the idea that if you're not constantly moving forward if you're not better tomorrow than you were today then you're an absolute failure and actually in my work in my story with money in my healing I very much embrace a kind of cyclical ebb and flow of all of that stuff so uh tomorrow might be a horrible day and I might be uh, rubbish <laughs> and that's okay uh, because I believe that if you enter a season of winter where there's some dormancy perhaps and your healing journey or your learning journey or your entrepreneurial journey or your ability to show up on Instagram. I don't know why I'm talking so much about Instagram, then you're you're a fail. But now I know if I'm wintering, important things are going on. Uh, and spring is gonna come and I'm gonna get some energy behind me again soon. So I really relax into the rhythms. I call this the rhythm method and it's quite an essential part of my course, Rewild Your Livelihood. So that is a really big difference for me. Uh, School taught me power and control. And uh, school teaches things that are really, you know, baby beliefs or like original beliefs that then see us through the whole of our life under capitalism. So school says here, here's hierarchy, here's control, here's power over, Uh, go ahead, run with it and have a blueprint for the whole of society and the whole rest of your life. But you know what? We can disrupt that and we can choose instead things like collaboration and consent I was thinking about this a little bit today because we've just finished our module in my course on marketing and there is a really big difference when you're marketing to people between oh I've got to manipulate this person and use my power to get them to buy my thing that is very uh, school fixated society capitalistic energy there's a big difference between that and the energy of here i have this thing i'm gonna do this i'm doing this right now (laughs) i have this thing i think it's really brilliant this is what we do this is who i am this is the story and i really trust you to make a really good decision and if you want it if this chimes with you think you're gonna like it and you should get it but the energy is one of consent It's one of seeing your people, whether that's your community or your clients or your audience, seeing them as infinitely wise, infinitely powerful, wonderful, divine beings who make excellent choices. And all you really have to do is be honest about your thing and invite people to have it. It's actually a completely different energy. Uh, And that's why we hate marketing and we're afraid of it, because we don't want to use our power over people. And so it's very good, excellent urge, and I applaud it. But what if instead you were liberated to begin your entrepreneurial journey by seeing your selling as having a lot of trust and consent in it as well? So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about really embodying your, like, de-schooled values in your business. Okay, one more. I could actually talk about this. There's probably 50 more. You can let me know in the comments if you want more. But here's a final one. School taught me not to dream too big. School I feel like from day one was constantly trying to get me to think smaller, to think more narrowly, to take my dreams and ambitions and crunch them all the way down. And this is a patriarchy thing because it is. there's a lot of evidence from observing classes, that this is very gendered, that girls are specifically told to not be so loud and dreamy and big um, in a way that boys aren't. Um, Another little, I'm going to share you a little piece of research about this. Um, College students were asked to complete the sentence. Sue got all of the top grades in her class um, and was a very successful student she went on to and then to fill in the rest of the sentence and um the majority of people who filled that in predicted something terrible for sue they predicted uh, a big crash a big crash and a big burn uh, that she had flown too close to the sun and something horrible was about to happen to her. And then when they changed that, the gender, so when they changed the name to John and said, John achieved great, amazing grades, he was a perfect student, uh, by and large, the answers were extremely positive. He went on to have a great job, lots of money and a wonderful life. And I was very struck, as I'm sure you are now, by that research. And it really... Uh, describes what I'm talking about here Uh, I think that school on the whole tries to get everybody into a box and thinking quite smallly, but especially so for uh, the girls in school and so if you're a mum watching this it's not a surprise to me if you are currently sitting here with a sort of Squished sense of your potential, that you might be sitting here with this feeling that there is something inside of you, but you are afraid to speak it out loud. You're afraid even to mentally entertain this dream or this goal or this ambition. It makes a lot of sense to me that you're afraid to claim or own this dream. And I want to offer you the flip side and what I have to do on a regular basis in my work, in my business, with my money beliefs, is to really uh, trust that this dream I have, this vision I have is almost here, divinely given. And it's very trustworthy. That in a way, it is here because on some level it might already be in motion it's already occurring i'm already on my way to this dream happening i just have to take the next right step towards it So I would like to invite you to consider that your dreams and your desires and your goals that you have, that you have been keeping very hidden for very sensible reasons, are actually extremely important and extremely wise and possibly essential to your aliveness. So uh, you could even write it in the comments between you and me. And you could claim that dream or that goal or that project then or the next era for yourself as a way of non-compliance with school-fixated society and all of the garbage that it has had you believe about your life and about what is true for you. Yes, yeah, so let me know if any of those resonate with you or if anything I've said has resonated. I'd love to hear in the comments. Let me know if you thought this experiment was trash. (laughs) You don't think I should do this again. Uh, One of the things I'm working with is uh, hearing negative things without being enormously attached to them. It's quite exciting. And another example of how business is a very spiritual experience because of all of their ego death. (laughs) Um... So there is a class coming up that I am facilitating in one week time, one week's time. It's specifically about opening up to the miraculous when it comes to you and money. It's very practical. I am sharing um, really specific things that I have done this year in order to blow my own money goals completely out of the window Um, so it's practical, it's deep, it will probably be really fun, and I would love to see you there, you just have to fill in the form in the comments. Uh, Go well everyone, thank you for being here for this, and don't be a stranger.